friends, it's Andy Hetty coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California, live on Facebook, all of our channels uh, for the first time in two months. We're, I'm, I'm out of jail. Wow. Feels I'm like free. Forever. What's the name of our show? The Living Fearless Devotional. Part of ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can check out all of our content to deepen your relationship with Christ, providing uh, resources like pastors you may have not heard of, uh, Bible uh, resources, worship bands, our past video podcast. And if you want to hear the audio podcast as well, what do we call video? What have we decided we're calling video podcasts? It's called a vlog. That's a lot. Well, there's a vlog. Um, there's video podcasts Is and there? audio podcasts. Okay. Yeah. So you can watch the video <laughs> or listen to the audio. You could drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And if you care to partner with us, we would love that too. And please like, share, subscribe this video. It does um, great service to us. Fill you know, fixing the algorithms of social media and getting our content out to more people. Thank you so much. And there it is right there. Resurrectministry.com. Singular, not uh, plural. Resurrectministry.com. And Lisa's on. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. And there's Cindy. Woohoo. Congrats on being out of Facebook jail. Now you don't have to manually upload the videos, right? Yeah, for now, until I get suspended again. Yes. Can you behave yourself? <laughs> I told you to move it to my channel, to my Facebook page. I think it's just safer. I don't say anything except today. My, yeah. ge my gender jihad may get us. We'll see. I shared that. I thought I would be in jail, right, right back in jail as soon as I posted it. Yeah, because you're on their parolee list. Right. Yeah, I'm a pal. Yep. A pal is a parolee at large. That's what I am. Hey, Robert Block. Nice hey, to see long you. long time no see, Robert. How are you doing? Hope you're I, well. Yes. Happy I, Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. And um, I don't even know what Easter means. It's it's some pagan word, yeah. isn't it? Okay. Happy Resurrect. But Resurrect weekend. Resurrect. Yeah. Was it was Resurrection it? Day? They say. Yeah. But, so long. Yeah, I don't know what we mean. And we still say Christmas, but Christmas at least has Christ in it. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Hey, did you want to explain what outside the camp is before we read the scripture? Since it, we discussed a lot about it, what does it well, mean to be I, I in, biblically outside the camp? Well, I, it, the scripture was referring to how often the, the converts from Judaism were constantly holding on to the rituals of Judaism, the sacrifices, the sacraments. And so being outside the camp was that they had to leave those um, rituals to cling on to faith in Christ. Mm. But in this context, Spurgeon is referring to it as being uh, outside the world, right. the camp of the world. Got it. I'll say, I'll say. Oh, say, can you see? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we're reading from uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for April 6th. The reference is Hebrews 13, 13. <clears throat> that says, let us then go to him outside the camp. Charles says, Jesus carried his cross outside the camp to suffer. And the reason a Christian goes outside the camp of the world's sin and religion is not because he loves to be different, but because it is what Jesus did. And a disciple must follow his master. Christ was not of the world. In fact, his life and his testimony were a constant protest against conformity with the world. Never before was there such an overflowing love for people as was found in him. And yet he was separate from sinners in the same way. Christ's people must go to him, taking their position outside the camp as witnesses for the truth and must be prepared to tread the straight and narrow path. They must have bold, unflinching, lion-like hearts that love Christ first and his truth second, loving him and his truth above everything else in the world. Mm -hmm. Jesus desires that you, as his child, go to him outside the camp for your own sanctification. For you cannot grow in grace to any great degree if you remain conformed to the world. This life of separation through sanctification may be a path of sorrow, but it is a highway of safety. And although the, separate, the separated life may cost you a great deal of pain, and make every day a battle for you, it is still a life of abiding joy. In fact, no joy could ever exceed the joy of a soldier of Christ. For Jesus reveals himself to him so graciously 
continually providing such sweet refreshment that his warriors experience more calm and peace in their daily fight than unbelievers do during their times of rest. The highway of holiness is also the highway of communion and fellowship with Christ. And it is by following this highway we have the hope to receive the crown of life. But only once we are enabled by his divine grace to faithfully follow Christ outside the camp. This crown of glory comes to us after the cross of separation. Yet even a mere moment of shame will be well compensated with eternal honor. And a little time of bearing witness for him will seem like nothing once we are with the Lord forever. I got a couple thoughts. Go with Can it. Can I start? Yeah. Okay. So two camps. One, okay, so uh, when I first came to Christ, I said I spent a lot of time in isolation, and the Lord spoke to me a lot. I wrote it down in journals. Uh, one of the topics um, that we discussed a lot also, because, uh, um, of course, it was always on my mind, uh, was getting married again, right? Mm -hmm. And so there were so many verses, and especially the verses of Exodus and uh, Joshua, first and second Kings of uh, the disobedience of the Israelites that God was telling me, I expect total obedience from you, that I will give you this life, but you cannot depart from this path. And it's a difficult path, but, but you, but he kept inspiring in my heart. Like, this is how I feel about the Israelites are no different than the believers, the believers in Christ, when you go off the path. <clears throat> and so when we first got married, and then I was like, well, okay, I'm, and I, I literally tried to disregard those. I, I literally tried to disregard all of those things that God had told me. Mm. And I told you that. <laughs> I told you that. You're like, well, maybe it's okay. Well, and so... <laughs> We uh, were living the life of, of Yorba Linda Christians, and it was we were in the camp. We were in the camp of the world. And it was like one foot in, one foot out. And yep. it was complete turmoil. For me, it was horrible. It was complete turmoil. Until finally, um, we decided to turn our lives over. We hit a really big crisis, and we turned our lives over. And, and this devotional comes um, has such truth and life to me because I lived it. It was, it's hard at first. And then you just find this joy that you didn't even believe was possible. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity yesterday, we were at church and you were with the kids. Um, you took them to Six Flags, which was awesome. I could never have done that. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> and uh, I ran into your cousin and she had some friends with her. And I started, and I had ne never met them before. So I started to tell them the story of how me and Andy were sober and our lifestyles totally changed. And she, she had this one friend that was so sweet. She was just like, she's like, good for you. You know, that takes courage. She's like, we're all so weak. She's like, we keep thinking courage. to ourselves, what are we going to do if we don't drink? What are we going to do if we don't go to bars? Our lives are going to be so boring. What if we go on vacation? She's like, I don't know why we say these things to ourselves. She's like, it's ridiculous. You know, and she's like, I'm so happy for you guys. And she was so super encouraging. It was really, really sweet. Mm. Um, and it just put a smile on my face because I was like, wow, you know, it it did take courage in the beginning. And it, it wasn't um, super easy in the beginning, but it is it comes with its own joy from being obedient. to Christ, mm. Which is just beautiful. And even the most like he says, he'll give you a joy in the midst of terrible suffering. So even when we hit really hard spells, there's still this peace and contentment of um, the comfort of knowing you're going, you're, you're, you're going through the sanctification process that whatever's happening right now, the Lord is using um, for a reason, strengthen us, build us, um, get us. He doesn't promise to take us out of it. He promises to get us through it. There's a little bit of um, a surety now that that when there is a i don't know turmoil hiccup, yeah. a hiccup whatever you want to call it yeah. an argument um that in the past was that oh is this the one that's going to lead to our not you and i but in my past mm -hmm. and maybe in the early stages is this the one that's going to end this relationship whether it's to divorce or just that we're not going to see each other again that you know there's always an argument like that's the, the you have the one foot out that you out the door <laughs> 
out the door. Because like, I, I'm not going to, am I going to deal with this for the rest of my life type of thing? Yeah. Um, but the, the surety that walking with God and having uh, understanding who he is, loving him and what his truth is, is that anytime there's a hiccup, it's, 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 there's never, and I can say that I rarely say never or always. I, yes. I told myself, don't ever say that because, but this is one of those times where I, 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 since we made that decision, probably, um, yeah, I think it's probably about that same time, um, that whenever we've had a hiccup, there's never a thought that this is going to break us up Yes, or, absolutely. I mean, we, no, I mean, it's always like the, thank God we have God because this is just going to be a short lived hiccup. Yes. And even when we have external hiccups, mm. it's there's there. I mean, did you ever feel the anxiety, the crippling anxiety of whether it's a financial crisis or kids that you're like, I don't really have the surety of my, in my heart that I'm in God's will, that this can't go like crazy wrong. Mm. You know, that there's something about the surety of, of following God that you're like, whatever happens, He's meant it to happen because we know the devil, as we learned this all in Job, that the devil cannot attack us without God's permission. So whatever happens to us, whether it's a temptation that's coming or temptation that's coming from the enemy, or it's a challenge that God's putting us through, or we have a temptation of the flesh, we know God's grace and love and comfort are with us. As opposed to when you're living a life of disobedience and you think to yourself, oh, oh, wow, like this, I, I have no idea what can happen. Yeah. Yes. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. You know, because you, you go to bed and you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going, you know? <clears throat> um, but there's just, there's just such a, a great joy and a comfort that comes from um, living life in obedience. This is such perfect timing. I'm in the middle of, um, <clears throat> so sorry, I've had this frog all day. Um, I've tried. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle of refining my talk for Monday. Um, oh, great. April 10th. I'm speaking. Just in ordinary event guys. In Anaheim. Uh, women and men are yes. invited, mm -hmm. even though the, the name of it's just ordinary guys. Uh, but I'll be speaking um, on Monday. And um, I'm in the portion of the talk where I had become a Christian, but not one who trusted in the Lord and and loved his truth i was a christian right walking around the building right. where i was a pretty good christian inside the walls of the building well once i left when i left the building i was not a christian yes <laughs> but yet i told everybody i was and this is reminds me of that that i um it, 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 there's that there's this idea that you could be just call yourself a Christian and then do a whole bunch of things, works and uh, rituals and, you know, and you, call, you almost have a balance sheet in your head. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, okay, I did that, but I did this, you yeah. know, I, I served, I went to the soup kitchen and yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. That, I just, that's I just, the problem with a workspace religion. You right. Know? I just hosted eight men at a barbecue <laughs> yeah, and I, and I brought I a, I brought a great sp uh, speaker. <laughs> I'm sure he changed somebody's life there. Right. Now I can go home and I can, uh, I can light it up. I can, yeah, <laughs> I can get, I can get S faced uh, yeah. uh, with my neighbors and talk crapola about <laughs> everybody around me and including, you know, whoever's in my life at that time. Um, yeah. And that, that's, that's that, that, uh, that thing. That's where I'm at in this, in this discussion and, and how to describe it um, and to hopefully make a difference with some men that are doing the same thing. That's yes. my goal. And maybe even a couple of women. Yes. Um, but I never thought, you know, of course, never thought about being in the camp, you know, and going outside the camp. It seems. It's opposite. It's opposite. Yeah. Right. Because these are, these are, it's not a good camp. <laughs> no. You're supposed to be set apart because like, God like never describes at, us. It's like a camp at Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he, because he never describes us to be in kind of like a, in a camp, like he tells us we're set apart. We're not in, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And we're to be set apart and that we're supposed to live differently. So it's not a camp like atmosphere. It's outside the camp. You know, what's interesting. Can I, can I, can I tell a little bit of a story? 
<laughs> Andy story time. You didn't make a jingle yet. You need a jingle. This isn't like an old story. I mean, I'll this tell is, my Qaddafi story. This is, yes, well, we're going to get to that. I'm not going to let you get away with that. But um, this is a today story. So I get calls um, from people that want to talk about different things. So usually it's, it's court cases. But in this case, this couple wants to um, start a, they, they have a security business. And I'm, I'm trying to, and, but they, there's all kinds of detection dogs that do different things. Bomb dogs, narcotics dogs is one. And then you have a bunch of things that are not related to security. Bed bugs. Bed bugs, that kind of stuff. So uh, this couple happens to be a gay couple. That, that's, uh, and 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 there's, there's no, I mean, it doesn't, I, I, I love talking to people. So it doesn't matter to me who Absolutely. or what they are. Uh, one is a former law enforcement officer. And so they, they, they start talking about this detection dog business opportunity or they think it's an opportunity which is unrelated to security and why don't you just say it? it's mold oh mold yeah. i don't know mold I, I mean like the farthest thing you can get to from security yeah, mold, mold detection mold detection and and so i say okay so what's your business and they explain that because of the former law enforcement that they have that they they, they started this business in security they got armed guards they got they, they do armed security and all this kind of stuff. And, and Andy's telling me this story for like five minutes. I'm like, wait, they didn't ask you about detection dogs? Like they don't want to detect things? He's like, no, they want to do mold. And well, I was like. Detect mold. They do like, want to detect things, but it's mold. But not related to the business at yeah, all. No. Like, I, didn't, I didn't get that part at all. <laughs> it, was like, it was like people who are as a mechanic and saying, I want to yeah. open a Froyo shop. Yes. So the changed Andy, and the reason I want to tell the story is that. Of, of course, I mean, the dog world is a horrible world of, of just sh shysters and like shenanigans. It's, it's just, yeah, the government. <laughs> and, um, and although I've done this most of my time, and I think um, Robert can tell you that I, I'm, I'm not one to waste people's money or time, even back when I wasn't so Christian. I just, I, I wouldn't do it. Like, I'm going, why would you do that? But this gave me the opportunity to share with them whether they, and I said, I don't, you don't have to hire me or not. I'm going to, I just want to tell you why would you go into the mold detection dog business when you're in the security business? And, and they go, well, my, and they try to explain that they had a, an allergy to mold and that kind of stuff. I go, but that, 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 what does that have to do with anything? That, yeah. What does that have to do with the price of clay? You're going to be adding, adding to your business uh, something that's completely unrelated. Now I have to learn a whole new system and, and, industry. and become an expert industry. in this di different industry. And, and, and so then I was able to share my story, my testimony Oh, about, yeah. I mean, this, this is the time to share these things with people. And even if they're non-Christians yes, outside the world, outside the camp. There you go. You had a chance to witness. Good for you. <laughs> and, I, and they know of my Christianity because I talked about it a little bit. And I, and I said, listen, this is important because I don't want you guys to waste your time or money. And, it just doesn't make any sense. And I'll share with you that I lost everything by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I had 400 employees and I had to sit and I was doing five different things. Some of them very unrelated to my, the, the one job that I should have been doing. And it spreads you thin. You you're all over stressful. the place. It's stressful. And, and, and you, and you're already ill. One of them was already ill from the oh. mold. I said, you're just going to make things worse. But I think that's a great and again, this has, has nothing to do with me. Only God <laughs> in me says, you know, you need to show, you need to be a witness to people that probably aren't walking with God. Uh, and awesome. to show that um, the, the, the path that they are taking is going to be one of destruction. And, uh, and they go, wow. And they go, you know what? We're so happy what we called you and that you were honest with us and shared with us. The truth. There were some other things in the conversation about some other things that were happening and that happened in the business that they, when I told them, they go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told it. We would have made a huge mistake. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I go, but again, this isn't to get your business. Um, I'm just sharing with what I think. Um, sharing wisdom. Uh, what I think is good to share based on my experience and other things you just simply really need to know about the business. And they just were so happy and they wanted to set up another call. And so, um, I think that's that's another thing about walk about being outside the camp, that you you're going to be able to do more outside the camp than huddled around these protection people. and concern about just money and yeah yeah yeah. So 
I think that was That's something great. that happened today that kind of applies to what we're talking about. Absolutely. Let's talk to some of our friends. Yeah. Lisa's like, hey, Andy, story time. <laughs> and Kate, our dear friend Kate, needs a prayer for sleep, which oh, we will yes. definitely do, do before we end. One hour per night for five days now. I am so sorry, mm. Kate. That's absolutely terrible. It's hard. Um, and Cindy's praying for Kate. And uh, Lisa's praying for Kate. And we'll continue to pray for Kate. So sorry to hear that. For I'm sure. absolutely miserable. Andy has sleep sleep deprivation issues too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cindy thought it was a good story. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It wasn't, you know, like a, 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 a belly laugh story. Yeah. But it was, it's a story. It's a story that is so funny that it happened today. Uh, Robert says. Try X39. <laughs> Talk to Andy. Yeah, Andy's been yeah, saying that. It's kind of expensive, so it may be cost prohibitive, but I haven't actually bit the bullet and bought them yet either. I'm I'm listening to Andy sing its praises, but yeah, I haven't bit the oh, bullet. Man, my neck was so painful. Uh, headaches for a good couple months. Uh, they're all gone. Um, so I'm thankful for it. Um, so let's go through the scripture first. Okay. And so the scripture related to the devotional, starting with Hebrews 13, 13. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. Oof. Disgrace. Disgrace. John 17, 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. James 1, 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And notice it's not, a, it's not an earthly promise. It's the crown of life. That's an eternal promise. So, you know, not promising I'll get you out of it, but I'll get you through it. <laughs> First Thessalonians 4.17. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Amen. Carpazzo, the rapture scripture. I wonder if it'll fill anything like um, the roller coasters I was on yesterday at Magic Mountain. No, because that you're just going in circles. This is up. Oh. Well, you kind of go up the... It won't be a... No? no. It'll be a... In an instant. <laughs> All right. My belly, I got a little nauseous. Oh, yeah. Roller coasters. <laughs> and let's hear, uh, let's hear from Jim Ryman. Our text today commands believers to go outside the camp. And Spurgeon states, we must love him and his truth above all else in the world. And if Jesus is the word incarnate, the word became flesh full of grace and truth, then we cannot separate him from his truth. In fact, he said, I am the truth and prayed to his father. Your word is truth. Thus, Jesus equals the word. The word equals truth and truth equals Jesus. And if we truly love him, we will love his word and vice versa. In light of this, each of us should examine our own hearts this morning and ask ourselves, do I love the Lord and his word above everything else on earth? But before we answer too quickly and superficially, let us consider how to measure our devotional to him, our devotion to him. Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So I ask myself, how do I invest my time? Is more of it invested in the treasure of God's word or in so-called treasures of this world? Can I, say with the, can I say with the psalmist, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Hmm. Hmm. What a challenge. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, where else are we? Well, um, Oh, oh, right here. Yeah. Sorry, we are looking at the comments. Uh, Lisa's looking at Robert. I was just thinking the same thing. And maybe our dream from LifeWise can help you, Kate. Yeah. Uh, dream also, does it have, is it valerian root or is it melatonin? Remember? I don't know. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mariama. <laughs> we love you too. We missed you. So sorry I missed Friday. Had another chaotic uh, time with the kids Friday. <laughs> yes. So. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, Mariama hosts uh, Friday Night Home Church at her house every Friday, like clockwork. So um, it's so beautiful. Such a great time. And Lisa says, when I get my products, I will send you some samples, Kate. 
Yeah, so the X39 and the Life uh, LifeWise products are two separate companies. Um, but Similar yeah, names. we're going to have uh, Dream, which is a, a stamp that goes on your tongue. And the nutrients go into the uh, receptors that are in the roof of your mouth and under your tongue and, awesome. a, and act fairly fast. Unlike are all the other supplements going to be like that too? No, one other one is right now. And another one is a pill form. Which one? The energy one or whatever? Is that a pill or? Oh my gosh. You asked me these questions. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, you know. <laughs> I know these are. I, I have the forms. I have pictures of all the, the write-ups and everything. Okay. So I have it. I, I just can't tell you right now. But I could go. Bob says, do we know Bob, Bob Thomas? Thomas? My treasure is my family. Good to you, buddy. Is this <laughs> Bob Thomas from Anaheim Police Department? Let me know. Just. Cindy uh, uh, says, can you screenshot the devotional part that you just read and send it to me after this? So because it goes with your preaching tomorrow. Look at that. <laughs> what are you preaching on tomorrow, Cindy? <clears throat> oh, yeah, it is Bob from. Oh, uh, oh wait, uh, preaching tomorrow uh, for resurrection. I mean, for the crucifixion. Yeah. Uh, only the Lamb of God could have carried his father's plan out to save us. Amen. Okay, so do you have any fun stories to tell about Bob? Oh, tons. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have to take him to the grave? <clears throat> Some of them uh, should never be spoken again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, Bob's a great cop, great guy. Um, but um, So he's not the one you tell the bad stories about. You know, because Bob, no. sometimes he tells bad Bad, bad cop stories. No, no. He's, I don't he's tell any bad stories. I mean, <laughs> about bad people in stories. <clears throat> stories yes, there's lieutenants and captains that I will be more than happy to tell bad stories about. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Bob, I'll be speaking in Anaheim. Um, uh, Paul Haas is, uh, was at the last one where um, Hedia spoke. Yeah. Hedia speaking to the, uh, I'm speaking to the same group Hedia spoke to. And um, he has a post on Facebook. Paul Haas was there. Yeah. Um, it's melatonin and saffron. Okay. Oh, there you go. See? On top. Oops. Good Friday here. All shops and activities are closed. Wow. At least you have that. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. No, that's pretty good. So I was showing. Um, let's see if it if it comes up. Oops. No. Nope. Where is it? Where can I show? I thought I set up a. Oh, here it is. So here I was showing the this camp the the thumbnail for today's um, devotional. And I was going, oh, that, the one tent there on the left looks awful new, and the other ones look more like probably the tents would look back in Jesus' time. And then you said that the first one, the new one, that's where the, the prince goes? or Yes. That's where the royalty sleeps? Yes. And the, and the servants are in the other ones. And then you, then you go on to say, it looks like whose camp? Gaddafi's camp. Kadda and how would you know what Gaddafi's camp looks like? Because we got paid to go visit him. In his camp? In his camp. He wouldn't, well, he doesn't, he was under heavy security. So he wouldn't go places. He, he, he meets people out in this tent. So we had to be driven. Uh, we were taken in a plane. So we got to the commercial airport. And then we got on a, a, his private plane, which was a rickety, like, was scary it like, like where old... people have to spin the prop. No, but <laughs> it was just as scary. Yeah. And then um, I, I looked at my associate and we were driving over the desert and I was like, he could kill us right now, drop right. us from the sky and nobody would ever find our dead bodies. So first of all, literally why, in the middle of nowhere, why would Gaddafi want to entertain you? Well, so here's the, interesting... I mean, other than, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with that. The the cool the the very tragic thing about Gaddafi is um, okay. So he was like a socialist. He was very similar to um, the ruler Assad and um, the ruler that we took down in Iraq, whose name is suddenly escaping me. But Saddam Hussein. Uh, Saddam Hussein. They were secularists. They were staunch secularists. So he hated the jihadis. And he needed to come back into the good graces of the West because he saw the Arab Spring and the, he saw what was coming. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to make sure that the West knew. He wanted to come out of isolation and wanted the West to know, I'm not in with the terrorists. I don't like terrorists. And so he brought um, a bunch of major security experts from the United States, the same methodology as me, and asked for advice and gave his perspective. And so basically had us to... Um, to know that he had this perspective. So if, if government ever asked our opinions, if we were ever speaking publicly or whatever, that would be useful, but also for him to gain knowledge from national security experts in the United States. About how to protect himself or... No, it wasn't personal. About Wahhabism, jihadism, 
uh, hmm. its threat to international security, what it, what he thinks about the idea as the ruler of Libya. Mind you, you know, we do, we end up killing him. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, which, a huge mistake. A yeah, huge mistake. Uh, yeah. We've ruined Libya by doing that. It was this just this, this really one of the stupidest things we ever a did. a vacuum was uh, created yeah. and um, just horrible. But he wanted to hear from you. But strangely enough, uh, Barack Obama didn't want to hear from you. Well, I, he Barack Obama <laughs> apparently listened. He invited me to talk, but didn't listen to a word we said. He didn't. Okay. Apparently, it didn't make sense to him. Uh, but the weird th- uh, Gaddafi. So this, I mean, like the tent literally looked like that. So really? we were literally in the middle of nowhere, and it was like a Garanimals tent. It was uh, coming. It was coming off. Like the 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 seams were coming off. And one side was, oh, it was 120 degrees. It was the middle of Libya. We're in the middle of Africa. And it was like- Was, this his, was this his home? Or was this where he was just meeting you? Well, people you said he, um, he, was, he spent most of his time there. And wow. beyond, it, it, modest wasn't the word for it. It was, it, it was like something that Bedouins, like, you know, the shepherd would sleep in with his sheep and herding his camels. Wow. And there were a bunch of camels. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of flies because of the camels and the camels kept letting out gas. And we're here trying to have a, we're trying to have a serious conversation. Okay. And he had this big palm branch. And so every time flies came, he would go and hit himself in the head. With this he would do that too. He would do it to himself, not me. <laughs> I was like, and it was, and I'm dripping sweat and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, how am I going to not laugh in this man's face? He's, I'm like, I can't even believe I'm sitting here listening to camels. No, I mean, they were letting out, get, yeah, like <laughs> the smell was coming out and he's swapping flies. And we're talking about the security and safety of the rest of the, how to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> By far, but, one of the most wild experiences <laughs> I have ever, ever been Under on. the essence of camel farts, you're talking about... <laughs> Same world, in the world, yeah, world, world security, world security. And I looked over at our host, who's this guy, this consulting company. I was like, "What's happening right you now?" You can say, "Hey, could you park the camels a little bit farther away? Don't you have a garage for those camels?" No, it was like this. It, I just, I never seen anything like it in my life. Really, is this never. a well-known thing? That does is this just the well, thing that camels do? Fifteen other people went there, so you know, uh, yeah. Doug Fife went there, and. Uh, can't even remember all the people that went there but yeah there was a lot of people who went there and are they all in suits and ties i would suspect so <laughs> i would suspect so were you all covered up like a muslim i was what i was dripping sweat was and it all black gave, what you're wearing a I black still have a watch with his face on it he gave us these gold watches with his face on oh, it i gotta see that yes i still have a watch oh my god and did he speak english a uh, little bit but mostly mm. a translator oh wow and was he was was there like a woman feeding him grapes or anything like that? No, no, no. women. Was he no, laying yeah. on? There was no women anywhere to be. Found. Just you, just me. What? But that's often the case. I would go most places. I mean, especially at, at the higher levels, there's never any women. How how far from where the plane landed did you have to drive across the desert? Far. Really bouncing? Like- y- yes, in a little <laughs> rickety jeep. Like Indiana Jones. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, "This is this. Are we going to live through this experience?" Was there an Asian kid going, "No, you go this way"? <laughs> no, it's, no, there it's Africa. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, black kids. They were in Egypt, and there was a little Asian kid. You know, no, Indiana, you go this way. <laughs> no. I'm just no. doing a, a, a. I'm just doing a, a impersonation of him, not uh. not making fun of him or anybody, just so we don't get kicked off of Facebook already. <laughs> So yeah, that was Hedia's little story. Wow, Schnugs. You and Gaddafi. Did you like fist bump or did you, what'd you do? No, there was no touch. No handshakes, nothing? No. Maybe he's like Queen Elizabeth, he didn't want to be touched. (laughs) (laughs) Could you make eye contact? Yeah, Hedia Hedia story time. It was was hard to make eye contact because I couldn't stop laughing. I was just trying to bite my lip and I was like, I'm biting the side of my face not to laugh. What was it like 100 and something degrees? It was like 120. What does it smell like? Of course, you know, I got asked. Did it, what did it smell like? I, I told you the camels were farting. I know, but like, what does that and, smell and like? And there was poop everywhere. <laughs> it was, it just, I told you, you couldn't, you wouldn't have lasted three days on this job. I'm telling you, the jobs I had, the smells were another, just they were another planet. They were another, from another, another planet. So let me just tell you, 
I, I'm not a, a dirty person, um, but oh, no, far from it. But Hedia is. I don't even know what to say. It's my, it's my it's it's beyond cleanliness. <laughs> it's like she can see. She can see a speck of dust from upstairs, downstairs. Hey, can you make sure that? Could you? And that? Did you see that? You And then knowing that, right? And then seeing, then hearing these stories of of you being in the in the aeration of camel farts and flies and the sitting places there. Places I've been told to go to the restroom. I wouldn't put a prisoner. Of so do you just hold it? I wouldn't put a prison over. No, because you know me, I can't hold it. I can't. So I, I, I literally, I would, I would, I would, because they're holes. You don't, they're not toilets. See, I can't, I could never do it. I'd have to hold it. So they were whole. Well, I mean, you're 18 hours, 16 <clears throat> hours in the jungles of Indonesia. You can't hold it. Well, one time I was hunting in Arizona. I was dove hunting in Arizona and I, I had to go so bad and I was trying so, and there was just, and yeah, it's miserable. Yeah. And I said, I will never do that again. I will make every arrangement <laughs> to every, make sure. That was every month of my life. <sighs> and people are like, don't you want to travel? I was like, no, <laughs> never. <laughs> the farthest I'm going is Hawaii. The farthest I'm going. Like this, like those Trump rallies. I have a friend of mine that went to the, uh, the, the J6 and was out there with all those millions of people. And I, I go, I don't care what happened at the Capitol. I just, I just, I can't imagine being in the middle of those people and then having to go to the bathroom. And what right. do you do? I mean, where do you go? Right. Like, I'm sure that you can't go to like to the Starbucks down in Washington, no. DC because they, they they've, they've shut their door, their bathroom doors. Because what are they going to do? Let a million people use their bathroom. Right. I, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I would, I want to, I, I really, really want to go, but I always, then, then that gets me. Yeah. Go, okay. Am I, what am I going to do where it depends? And rightfully so. <clears throat> because that's not, and I got to go to those rallies behind the stage. I got to, man, man. I, can't <laughs> so I got to stand on the stage, get off the stage, use the restroom, and get into a car. <laughs> I didn't have to sit with the people. <laughs> Otherwise, I couldn't have taken that either. Remember earlier when I said that when we have our little tips that I wouldn't, I wouldn't think bad things. Uh -huh. That that's, I can't believe that you just did that. <laughs> Tell me. Oh yes. Uh, <clears throat> look at that. Uh, Mario's laughing at me. Her princess from Beverly Hills was in the Sahara Desert and survived. Oh, oh praise Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes God definitely had a purpose to make the things I survived. I God only knows. I can't. I just I'm, I'm, it's unimaginable. I can't believe I, I it almost seems like you're telling me a story because I can't imagine that you just walked willingly like you weren't handcuffed or gagged. No, and, it was and, the thrill. Chasing money and fame. I tried to get, I tried to get you to. Uh, you know how jealous everybody in DC was that I went to see Gaddafi. Yeah. Oh my God! It was like, well, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, well, I went to go see Gaddafi. <laughs> like what? <laughs> One of how many I Americans? Was, I mean, I was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> how many Americans could say they make Gaddafi no, personally no, in a tent? Yeah. Would you share that with me? I just go. Wait, what? And I have what? A watch to prove it. <laughs> I gotta see that watch. Um. Yes, Cindy also has daughters that, that has a daughter that does that kind of work. Oh, bathrooms with holes in the floor. Yeah, no, thank you. It actually it's not that good of aim. No, I can barely hit the hole. No, you're, squat, <laughs> you're squatting over it. Still, I don't have like a target. I don't have like a. I need one of those things that they use in the World War II in those and planes where you can go. Okay, people like we're you zeroing in on the. And it's like people like you that we're most afraid of in those places because you're just like because you know there's just bad stuff everywhere yeah because then if you miss like, you yeah. just, what are you gonna do nothing nobody wipes it but see i try to get you to go just to placentia and you go nope. no why am i uh, why would i go to placentia <laughs> yeah, exactly and now you know why <laughs> sorry placentians it's not true i've taken her to mexican restaurants in placentia so off and, topic. and i but and, and i don't tell her where i'm going i just drive there and he's like here we're here <laughs> And now we live with Jesus outside the camp. Yes. Amen. Wow, Schnooks. Qaddafi. How long after your visit did he uh, meet his, his demise? Uh, demise? It was less than a year. Oh, was, really? Was, yeah, it was It was sad. Those of us that went were like, oh. Yeah. I know, how did he, how did they hit him with a, a stinger missile or how did they do that? I forget. I thought he was one of the ones they found in a hole. 
I know they found Saddam Hussein in a hole, but I yeah, think they, they found hung, him they hiding him. Some, somewhere. Uh, I don't remember. Anybody remember how they found Gaddafi? Nobody, sad. they didn't uh, contact you and say, hey, you, won't you um, give him a little bit of this poison or something? They didn't. No. <laughs> Lefem Nikita? No. Is lucky, that, lucky for me, that wasn't my role. Did they patch you down before you went into the, 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 the camel fart tent? Did they pat us down? Because you could no. have been, you could have been carrying. No, but we had just gotten off a plane and had yeah. gone through that kind of scary. I don't, you know what? I don't remember. It was before 9 11, though. What? Or, no, it was after 9 11. Way after. after I know. About like 2017. Well, you could have had a gun made out of soap. Those aren't detected. <laughs> I think you know. they were pretty confident. You we were, were from... muzzies, remember? Yeah, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly why does. exactly why you should have been patted down <laughs> uh, all right well snooks that was an interesting little little story there see now i got to come up with another story that'll i don't know if i can how can i ta- ta- top Gaddafi? <laughs> i don't know i may have to go back to my uh my my stool sample story no oh god no <laughs> Let's talk about. Did we lose Bob Thomas? Let's... He goes. Why did I start watching this? <laughs> Let's now talk I remember about why I didn't hang out with Andy. Maudie Thursday <laughs> and our service, the Passover Seder. Oh yes, yesterday at uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Yes, um, and the festivals. I got to tell you, uh, are hard for me to understand because there is the message of Christ throughout all of the um, the festivals. But actually, I think now this is the first time I finally get it now. I understood the whole Passover lamb thing, but the fact that each of the symbols um, alludes to Christ and the for- and foreshadowing Christ, um, I loved that. I love that, that part of it. And just, um, and there were people in the church that were just singing those Hebrew songs. They really? loved it. Oh yeah. They were, they were excited. <laughs> what, uh, what was the feel around you when they started this president? Cause uh, kind of like uh, a couple, the last Wednesday, we had no idea what was coming with Jack bringing all those guests on via satellite. Well, the, and you know, the stage looks so beautiful that mm. everybody was like, wow, I wonder what's going to happen. It took everybody by surprise, other than knowing that there were going to be people sitting at a table. Mm. Um, nobody was really sure what was going to happen. I feel like, and I, I'm not bad mouthing it at all, but I feel like it's, it was better being there than watching yes. on TV. I a hundred percent. I'm sure it was. Yeah. It was a tremendous amount of energy. You know, we're, we're working our way towards not only the solemnness of the crucifixion, but he is risen and resurrection Sunday. And so there was just a lot of positive energy and, and spirit mm. in the room. The Holy spirit was definitely present. Gia sang her heart out. Oh, and, she, that, that she was amazing. Yeah. Even online rarely sounds as good as when you're there, but I was very moved by uh, her singing as we were driving home from uh, magic mountain. Yeah, the, it was just, there was a lot of just excited, happy, blessed people in the room. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, there's just a, a, just the, the air in that building. I know that, I know that the spirit just calls it the building. Yeah. Because the, the church is the people. And he goes, we could do this anywhere. We could do it in the parking lot. We can do it out in the parking lot of Costco. And uh, it, it would be the same. But there is this, um, uh, air about it when you're inside with all the with the saints with all the believers yeah that we have there it's awesome it really does make it it's it's part of the the, the really, majesty of it all it really is it mm. really is do not forsake the assembly of the saints and that our prayers are heard in heaven and they're carried in these bowls to the throne it's just that imagery that we have from revelation is just so gorgeous it's awesome to be a part of it and just one last thing i i just want to um uh, share that yesterday I got to spend a good nine to 10 hours, I think with, um, with Zara. And uh, that's uh, be the, the longest time that's just been uh, not just her and I, but it was her and I and, and, and Bo and Rhett, the two younger ones. Um, and the only time I, that we really spent that much time, I mean, any time together is to and from school and the occasional here in the house. But um it was awesome. I loved it. I loved the opportunity Aww. to spend that time and, and, and talk was... and talk in line. And, you know, there was no, no arguing. I mean, I mean, just because brothers and sisters will argue no matter what teasing, there was not, there was so very little of it. We were just bagging on Bo a little bit because he ended his ride 
experience after the <laughs> second right. But um, uh, other than that, I mean, it was just a, it was a beautiful time. It was fantastic. We we just had such a good time together. And the I four of us. and I got to tell you, God taught me so much because, you know, um, it's making for her and I both making the transition to a blended family. Um, it's taken her a while um, to warm up to you and to realize that you're not going to abandon her and that um, she could trust you as her father and that she loves you. And the Lord taught me I'm, I'm going through a very difficult time with her. And um, I, I blew up. I said some terrible things and I went to Andy and I was like, can you please <laughs> fix what I just did? <laughs> you know, can you go? Can you just go and be like you? Cause he's always calm and he says the right thing. And, and the Lord taught me so much because not only you, the head of the household as my husband and father to your kids, but that I need to um, let her, you, let you be the head of her too. Mm. Um, so I surrendered, but I need her, I needed her to surrender it. And this was the perfect opportunity to shift that dynamic. Um, and I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. And I told him, I was like, I don't want her to ruin your time and complain. He's like, I won't let her. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just don't. what do you mean? I just, don't. you know, like it's just a, it's a completely different dynamic. That's, I mean, that's why they say it's so important to have men in the home. Mm. You know, they just, um, there's a completely different energy about it. There's a completely different, authority about it there is um it's just beautiful it's it's god's divine order there's order god loves order and mm. when you are obedient to the order um beautiful miraculous things happen they're not always going to be beautiful they may be painful yeah. sometimes but yeah. um i'm not expecting it to be all all roses but um you're welcome thank you and thank you for trusting me um we, uh, I think also the, 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 the number of times, and I don't know how many it was, maybe it was like three times that I was able to introduce to, uh, like somebody would ask us a question. I said, well, I'm here with my daughter and my two sons that I was able to just say my daughter, not my stepdaughter. Yeah. And, um, and it, there was no, I mean, it was, she's, she's my daughter. Oh, so I think that I was, love you. That Thank was good. you. So I just, um, wanted to share with that, that God is so fantastic. He's, uh, he's amazing. Amen. The, the things that he's able to do that as you going and visiting Gaddafi and you didn't die and you're able to stay with me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the, the, the camel farts didn't uh, <laughs> knock you out. <laughs> oh, boy. What a story. Like, well, that's just a good story. Yeah. A lot of good ones. Yeah. I, I think my, my talk is going to be good on Monday. It sure will. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and i think earlier lisa asked if i was going to record it um i might i might record it. yeah we should <laughs> yes. but usually i do the recording i do all the setup and it's no you just set it up just tell me what to do okay. just set up the camera and just say this is where you press when i start and i'll <clears> do the rest yes i'm not gonna uh, Mariama, go live, uh if mariama if you're still on andy is doing jog the event that i did last month andy's the speaker this month we would love if you could make it that'd be awesome all right. Anything else? Schnooks? That's it. And Cindy says, God is good and your family's a great blend in Christ. Amen. Thank you. Get, you. you got any Keep more us story? in your prayers. You got any more stories meeting up with Hitler or anything like that no. in, oh, in Argentina? Because you, no. know, you know he lives in Argentina. He's still in Argentina. Yeah, he still lives in Argentina. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Uh, oh, we need to pray for Kate. Kate, yes. yes. Oh, and let's, uh, let's pray for Robert, too. I'm sure that he still could use yes. some, some prayers for his, his situation. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for you, honor, uh, the God of grace and of mercy and of love and of compassion. And uh, this is the week in which we think of all the sacrifices that you have made for us to be free and for the sake of your blood that you have given us to uh, rejuvenate our bodies, to wipe us clean, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that gift. And um, those that will be coming for the first time to church or maybe trying to return to, to church this week, Lord, will you inspire their hearts and draw them close to you? We're so excited for the family of believers to expand. This is such a 
a difficult time in the world. And we we're just hoping more people call out to you, Lord, and in obedience and with faith and with open hearts, Lord. And for our dear friends, for our friends, Robert, and uh, for Kate that are suffering from pain, Lord, and anyone who's listening right now that is suffering from pain, Lord, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the great physician. You are the healer, Lord. And we ask that you heal them from every cell in their body, through their veins, through their muscles, through their tissues, Lord, that you provide supernatural healing, that you restore them to wholeness, Lord, and that you bind the enemy of sickness and of infirmity, of any kind of depression, anxiety that exacerbates the pain, Lord, that we ask that you you bind the enemy for the sake of the blood that runs through our veins, for the sake of your sons and daughters that are suffering, Lord, that we ask that you give them healing, that you give them peace, that you give them a good night's rest, um, and that you restore them to perfect health. Perfect health, Lord. Uh, we're asking and we're believing, Lord. Thank you for all that you do in and through us, Lord, and thank you for our dear friends, and may they have a blessed time with family and loved ones. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all of these things, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, love. Mariama says. Oh, thank you, Mariama. Thank you for sharing. This girl has a special place in my heart. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sister. All right, my friends. Oh, and uh, Lisa says melt. Oh. Melt her heart. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Uh, God bless. God and bless. Have a great evening. Yes. Take care. Bye. 